All right, Mott's episode 24 of The Rink Shrinks. We got the mailbag episode. We got some USA hockey rule changes that we discussed. We got some other Instagram questions, cross-ice hockey and all that. So what do you say, buddy? Ready to go. Let's go. Okay, we are back. Episode number 24. Mott's, what's going on? Anything? Not too much. You know, there was some chatter about... The lawn mowing. I just actually finished my lawn. You know, people were really surprised I had a stand behind instead of a push, uh, you included. But uh, I do have a push, and I I like to go the opposite way with the push after I do the big uh, the big mower. So I, I get my hands uh, in both. But um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of want to show you the backyard right now. It's it's it must looking, look like Fenway. Yeah, it's tight. You know, a little mini. Uh, you know, I get. The line's going both ways, so it's kind of wow. like OCD stuff, but I love it. You should have just got into, like, working the grounds crew or something at Fenway <laughs> instead of playing hockey. You would have been much, you know, I mean, you take a lot of pride in that, that's for sure. I mean, I know you cleaned up the D zone pretty well, but the uh, <laughs> your yard just is, is on point. I was very surprised by the stand-up mower. I know you're, you're putting in tons of effort out there and stuff. I just, I, I know you're a manual labor guy, so it, it did kind of surprise me. Well, I will say it's, uh, it was my cousin's. I bought it from him, and it cuts down the um, time um, more than half. So mm, I just, especially I, when you mow it six times a week. Ah, yeah, I buzz it and uh, things. It, it, it mowed is pretty good. Are you saying the stand up mower is. Are you saying it's like less masculine than the ride on? Like, what's your take? I think the stand up is a tough guy look. I like that look. No, yeah, I, I'm saying he's. He, he, I took him as like a pusher, just a straight manual labor guy. Yeah, that, one of us. That Forrest Gump looks more manly than he does on his sit down <laughs> mower. You know, no, but it's, a, but it's, it's a good look. Like, I think if I'm looking at like my neighbor and he's got one of those, I'm jealous versus the ride on where I'm like, ah, I feel like you're kind of lazy. No, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. not bashing him. Yeah. When does that, that hit, by the way? It, it hasn't. I'm 35 years old. It hasn't hit me. I could give two you know what's about my yard, how it looks. I just, when does that hit somebody? Like, what is, is that just, is that no. like passed down from generation to generation so. or something? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I had to mow the lawn when I was younger and my dad kind of set the bar high with, uh, you know, the lines and, and making sure it was done right, the mulch, all that good stuff. And then you get your own place and, it just kind of you just morph into your dad like those commercials like trying to you, you know i think they're like progressive commercials or something like that to try to teach you not to be like your parents but yeah i just kind of get in in the mode and enjoy it i muted myself i'm sorry uh there was a fire truck going going by me i'm down here in falmouth a little vacation vacation week with the with the family and some friends and uh it's uh having a good time so yeah there was a there was a a fire truck that was buzzing by me so i tried to uh could you guys hear that we couldn't hear it but we respect the no days off mentality that you have so vacation or not you show up so that's a just big grinding deal. just grinding yeah. i'm playing guilty all week but i'm getting through i'm getting <laughs> through i dominated the vineyard yesterday went over there bike ride first one to jump off the jaws bridge and you know the rest is history Look at you. Usually um, I, I could take you as a staycation guy. Yeah. <laughs> down the down the uh, cave, just gallivanting around the vineyard on a, was yeah. it a two-seater? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, no, I had, I had that my dyno with some pegs on it and everything. Uh, oh, nice. Mag wheels. High compete level, though. I wasn't, we had a, we had a, 
a, a big crew of us. And I, I did bring up the rear just because I didn't want the kids to lag behind, which, which frustrated me. Cause I do like to finish first, you know, <laughs> Ricky Bobby style. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. It so, doesn't get old winning championships. That's for sure. No. Have you been taking in the uh, NHL stuff? Yeah. So watching the game last night, what a game, uh, Islanders, Tampa. It was game six. Uh, OT thriller. And as the game was going, you know, I, I like to watch and enjoy, but I was really pulling for the Islanders. Like I, I was, I know a lot of the guys, Andy Green, Travis Zajac, I played with in uh, New Jersey, played with Josh Bailey and know a couple other guys just through mutual friends. But, um, you know, when they weren't capitalized on their chances, I was like on the edge of my seat. So I'm, I look over the court and I was like, I, I guess I'm really pulling for the Islanders. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, uh, you know, it, it is uh, great hockey. They, uh, you know, in that bond, that place was electric and they found a way to win. And that was uh, a great, uh, great little four check. Bolivier picked off a pass when Cheddar. So, on to game seven no it's been fun it's exciting like i said i'm with a few other families here and i got some basketball guys too so we've been doing like the flip back and forth and the basketball games have actually been great too i'm a big uh i'm a big trey young guy now uh atlanta hawks he's a stud young stud and especially my uh my stint that i live down in in hotlanta so i'm on the i'm on the hawks bandwagon how's your handle um i'd say very poor yeah, very poor compete level, um, but but not not very good. We uh, I don't know if I ever told you the story about me and my wife playing one on one. Did I tell you that? Yeah. I told when I, when she thought I knocked out her tooth, I was I was getting smoked, and I'm like I can't I can't lose. You know what I mean? I can't lose to her. So I'm like backing her in, backing her in. And then I like went hard, and and her mouth was bleeding. She thought <laughs> she thought she lost a tooth. Yeah, it was it, things got nasty, but we survived. Just- yeah, standing on the track, though. Yeah, that was about 20 years ago. Um, that's, that's but we got what do we got? Some mailbag questions here. Let's uh, let's get into it. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I'll start it off. Uh, so there is a, a tournament called the Town Cup. Um, yep. It's a really cool concept. So it goes from uh, squirts, uh, all the way, maybe even mites, but all the way through over 40. So everyone who plays, you know, different teams, whatever, they come back to their town and play in this tournament. And to win the town cup, it's cumulative points for all age groups. So it's pretty, it's a pretty unique setup, and uh, you know, just a little uh, community camaraderie, and you know, you're playing against some of your teammates that you play with during the year and all this. So uh, I'm able to coach it and then play in it uh, in years past. So I'm coaching the high school level this year, and um, you know, I, I don't know what, what gets into these guys, but I mean, they're just looking to headhunt and, you know, don't even know there's a puck out there at times, you know, it, it calmed down a little bit, yeah. but there was an incident where unfortunately a kid kind of like dove for a puck. He was kind of down by the ice stick got underneath his cage. Uh, he was, you know, the stick got did get in there and he was uh, down for a little bit. We ended up uh, scoring and he was very upset. Um, so that's setting the stage there for the reaction. Your, your team or the other team? The other team. Okay. As he's going to the box, he spits at the ref. What? Yeah. Yeah. First time I've ever seen anything like that. Um, you know, 
it was an unfortunate play. It wasn't like a kid took a liberty on him. The mm-hmm. stick did get get him, and you know I think he was uh, bleeding from somewhere on his face. But that reaction uh, completely unacceptable, right? You know we talk about controlling your emotions and reactionary stuff, but this is a a summer tournament, a fun tournament, um, and for someone to react like that. I think is completely unacceptable. And then he took it a step further and uh, threw an ice bag at the ref after the fact. So uh, what are your thoughts on on that? Uh, the first thing that popped to my mind that I, I got a good buddy of mine who is a great athlete, and he – I can't say his name because I, I, he's, he's got a job now and stuff like that, but in three different – prep school sports he spit in three different opponents faces football hockey and baseball yeah so one of them he popped one to the second baseman and sprinted so fast that that he spit in the second baseman's face to (laughs) to try to distract him from catching the ball so he was a little uh let's just say uh very fiery and and very competitive person and Unfortunately, his emotions would get the best of him, which is what happened, I think, with, with, with the guy that you're talking about here. But completely unacceptable. I mean, especially the referee. These referees take enough abuse and have a hard enough time controlling the games. But to do that to a ref is just uh, is just a huge no-no. And, I, I mean, he should be suspended because of it. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't – you've got to learn from those mistakes, and that, that type of thing shouldn't happen. Well, he got thrown out of the tournament, um, but kid's actually a pretty good player. Goes to a, a reputable school. Um, I don't know if there'll be actions taken beyond this, but one of the messages that I told the the kids afterwards, I'm I'm like, you never know who's in the rank and 100%. who's who's watching. Um, you conduct yourself according accordingly, and no matter what you know, the circumstance, um, because I know for a fact, there are a couple of people in that rank watching who have quite a bit of influence in the hockey community. Yep. And, um, and you just hope that one incident like that doesn't derail someone's potential career. Um, so, you know, again, we talk, we've talked about a couple different situations on this podcast and, if you can learn from someone else's mistakes, you're that much better for it, and you don't have to live it yourself. And you can, you know, you can avoid these these massive uh, situations negatively. And I think that uh, this is a good example of controlling your emotions or not controlling your emotions, and how there could be some ramifications moving forward. Right, and I, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head there, right? And and I think the the biggest thing is is you know. We talked. I think it was a uh, two two episodes ago. The last mailbag with the dad, who's you know had, his kid is a really good player, and his reputation is now hurting the kid. And all it takes is one person to be in that rank, and his career could potentially be over. You might as well just 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 stop playing because that that it's just wrong, and you don't want to develop that type of 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 attitude. So um, yeah, it, it's too bad. Uh, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't like it. I don't like the play. Obviously, I made a little joke at the beginning because I was telling a story and, and I know there was some ramifications for, for, you know, my buddy. And obviously, it's something that he regrets 20 something years later at this point in his life. But uh, yeah, hopefully everybody can recover from it and you go from there. But I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. 
So we get some uh, some USA hockey rule changes that um, came out, and yep. you know we we put it out on Instagram. We had a lot of feedback. Um, you know, we we polled it as well as uh, a lot of comments. But the one the two changes I would say that I would like to focus on are the no tag up offside. Uh, so it is um, that is to high school. So I think they were just experimenting with it through Peewee and Bantam could do it. Yes. And also not uh, being able to ice it on a penalty kill. Same situation. So now that goes through or up until high school. Right. So now, you know, but, you know, Andrew on Instagram, uh, th- this is, uh, you know, him chiming in here. What are your thoughts on the USA hockey rule changes for the next four years, specifically tag up off sides being removed from all youth levels except for high school? I personally don't like this change because the rational logic is built on unproven premises. The argument that development that works for eight to 10 year olds will work for 16 to 18 year olds is a bit ridiculous. Right. So, he has a very good point. Uh, what, what do you? What are your thoughts, By? So my thoughts are um, originally in having coached at this level, I've always hated the rule. I've always hated the no icing rule and the automatic whistle if the puck goes in the zone. I think my, you know, the 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 goal that USA Hockey is trying to pull off here is the guys, you know, retreating and regroup, re- regrouping with the puck. But there's not many, you know eight, nine, ten-year-old kids that do that. And I think what happens is a lot of coaches, and I've been on the bench many a time, where the puck leaves the zone, and instead of handling handling it like like the rule's supposed to be put in place, they just fire it back in and get a whistle and change the line. So I think it ends up it ends up hurting. It ends up hurting their development and and things like that. I mean, a good coach is gonna is gonna teach it, right? He's gonna teach those players to regroup and and you know make D to D passes and look and and let your guys come out of the zone. But I, like I said, there's been numerous numerous times where you know you just hear coaches just yell, you know, just shoot it in basically, and it's a whistle and the team change up. So I, I think it kind of becomes a negative reaction. And and same thing with the penalty kill. I mean, I I I disagree with with not being able to ice the puck on the penalty kill. I think, again, it's, you, you know, the, the overall goal is to, you know, handle the puck and increase, um, you know, increase development by, by, by skating it and things like that or making plays and getting the puck out of the zone. But uh, what, what ends up happening is, you know, again, it's a, it's a negative. And, you know, at, at now the peewee major level that I'm coaching, you, you, you almost can't even, uh, start to teach the kids a power play breakout either, uh, which, you know, I'm not saying that we're doing power plays and penalty kills all the time, but it's nice to actually teach the, the, the kids that. And there's really no, you know, there's none of that that, that, that goes on. It's almost like a new, neutral, neutral zone regroup. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, looking back, so they implemented it to that age group when my son Ryan was, uh, I think, a peewee. So we had a year of that um mm-hmm. and i told the kid, even it might have even been longer it's been right. it's been around for a few years now but either way yeah. squirt peewee yep yeah so he was I, I would tell the kids i don't care uh about the you know on the pk i'm like ice it make a hard play and if you ice it then we and then we rely on our centers and ice it again I um 
I don't know if it's a way they're trying to create more offense. I don't see the benefit of that rule. Um, and that's a great point about the power play breakout getting, you know, coming back and, and building speed and coming together. Um, so that that's just kind of a, I don't know. I, I don't know the purpose of that. It's, one. it's silly. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's just silly in my eyes. The no, the no tag um, offside definitely slows the game down. For the younger kids, um, I I I get the point that they're trying to they want the kids to handle pucks and and backpedal and and try to create without just dumping it in mindlessly. But to your point, it has to be coached, and the coach has to be okay with like egregious Turn, turnovers, right? Right, and that that will lead to goals again. So if a coach is coaching for results. They're just going to tell them to shoot it in and take the whistle. And, you know, maybe it's an easier way to, you know, change the lines or whatever. But I, I disagree with that. What I always said when um, watching the games, if, and this would go back to the refs to have some discretion, but within like a stick length, five feet, I don't know, maybe, maybe more. You yeah. don't even, you don't have to do top of the circle somewhere in between. If there's, if they're coming on the way out and it's within five feet, you just wave it off, and it is a hybrid tag up, you mm-hmm. know. But if they're on the top of the circles, and it's just, hey, you know, I'm just getting it deep, then you 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 blow it, you know. Right. I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I think that that would be a compromise between the two, where if someone's deep in the zone, they have to bring it back and they have to try and make a play. But there's so many quick little plays at the blue line, and it's it just like slows the game down so much, and it's so it, much. It's pretty pretty frustrating. There's so, a reason why at, at the Canton Sportsplex, why where my kids play, that every Sunday it seems like the games run an hour behind, and I think a lot of it is because of those so many whistles. So it doesn't speed things up. It 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 ends up killing it, and they. The, the games are never on time, and it's because of all those whistles. It's it, it it really is. It's crazy. Yeah, we had a lot of feedback in the comments uh, about that. Um, you know, and there's, there was a few. It was uh, this makes me not want to ref anymore. What a joke! That was going to be my next point. Mots was the 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 referees are, are they're almost not skilled enough. You know, like you're getting a mixed bag of referees, right? It's not NHL quality, and during the season, there's so many different hockey games going on. It's very difficult to get referees. So you get guys that can't even skate. So, or barely can skate. And it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for them to, even like you talked about that kind of hybrid role, like a lot of these guys don't even know the game well enough to be able to call something like that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, it's very cookie cutter now. If it's offside, it's offside. But I, I still feel that the kind of, stretch to have the puck touches and the you know handling of the puck in that situation is it, it is that's what it is it's a stretch I, I i just i think there's other areas that they could could have looked at um yeah. to make before that we, in, before internal. we get to the next one Mott, so let's uh let's talk about tsr hockey tsr hockey is new england's premier hockey store and they are a proud partner of the rink shrinks tsr hockey is a hockey store that f- specializes in fitting. TSR fits players correctly to the right gear to maximize each player's performance. TSR team and corporate sales department can outfit your team with the top brands in sports apparel. Ensure that your team looks 
the best this season, visit www.tsrhockey.com. Once again, thanks to uh, our buddies up in up in New Hampshire and all their other locations. Uh, they do a great job and, and, you know, very good on social media and things like that as well. So make sure you guys visit that site and, and, and give them a follow online as well. Yeah, great guys. Like we always chat about, uh, they're not tied to one product or one brand, so you have a great selection there. So make sure you check them out, tsrhockey.com. Yep. Uh, Mots, I'm going to go with the next one here. This is from uh, Brad on Instagram. Listen to the latest pod talking about correcting mites. I coach mites here in Arizona, and I'm in my fourth year of doing it. Do you guys play full ice mites up there? We do half ice four on four, and I hate it. Yeah, so um, and I don't really mind this for the mites, uh, doing the cross ice for a half a year and then turning it into full ice. Um, so, again, with the USA Hockey model, um, you know, if you, you, you think about the analogy of playing baseball on a big diamond, um, you know, they, they've, they've mentioned that a few times. It makes sense, you know, when they the kids start just getting going, they go cross ice and – they do touch the puck a little bit more. They, they're playing in smaller areas, uh, not getting up to full speed. I would say it would be a negative. Um, but, you know, if you have that half season of the cross ice and then half season of the full ice, I think it's a nice blend. I, so I think that's that's a, a win for USA Hockey to have that set up. So that's what um, we do here in Mass. I, I mean, I would guess that that would be something that would be you know, across the country, but I guess not in Arizona. Yeah, no, some different leagues have, have different things um, because they carry different insurances and things like that. My thoughts are on it that, that kids are starting to skate, I think, at an earlier and earlier age. Kids are getting from the learn to skate and, you know, learn to play programs, cross-size programs, yada, yada, yada. So they're basically mites for four or five years, a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. They, yep. You know, you enter, so I think there should be a, a kind of a crossover division by the t- but by the time they're actually of might age, so like they're two years of actual might hockey, uh, they they should be playing full ice. I just think that it's time for them to learn the game, uh, you know, learn positions, different things like that, and and teach them the little nuances of the game. So I think that you know it, the, in my mindset is 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 you know start that learn to play program and that, you know, when now once you're, you're skating and moving now play at, at five and six across ice league, four on four league, different things like that. And then by the time they get to that seven and eight age group where they're actually um, of age to play real might hockey, uh, they, they're, they're playing full ice, but that's just, that's just my thought process on it. I think it's, um, you know, I still think at the end of the day, it becomes the best player taking the puck and going end to end, even yeah. if it's cross ice, half ice, no, no matter what. You know what I mean? And talking to a buddy uh, up here that they play, he plays in his town. He was a really good player, as was his wife. And he's like, it's absolute madness on the benches because teams are are sharing benches. There's two different teams on each bench. You get coaches talking to uh the other team, you know, like this trash talking going on, it becomes like just a, a complete circus at, at the might level. And he, you know, my buddy always talking about absolutely hates it. So I've had my kids, you know, that they've lived, you know, since they were might minors. So once they were, you know, technically first year mites, 
uh, they've played full ice. We get another one here, uh, Jill from uh, on Instagram. I know you guys say only a couple of tournaments for your kids in the summer. I was wondering what you think would be okay to keep their skating legs going to be competitive once the season starts. What have you done with your own kids? Um, I I think you, I mean I got to pro- I got to read this one again. Yeah, with the programs that we have, we have plenty of ice during the season. So if you are in an area that does not have um, enough, I think you could supplement with, you know, a, a, a weekly skills. Um, you know, that's that would be my kind of recommendation. Right. Yeah, but yeah. You should be, you know, you should be getting enough when the season starts. That's that's the kind of like the whole point of being in season. Right. Um, but if, and again, like the, sometimes we're, we're fortunate that our programs offer a lot and, um, a lot, a lot of ice time and opportunity to be on the ice during the season. So, but some, some programs out there don't. And if, um, that's the case then you can supplement it with like a skills, uh, you know, like we, we do D specific, I'm sure there's D specifics out, uh, out there, um, or just, you know, maybe another little three on three or something to, to keep them going. But, um, you know, unfortunately those situations happen in certain areas, but for the most part, there's a lot of programs around that offer a lot. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like, like we talk about anything, right. It's all relative. So during the season, if you're, if you're getting, you know, I think that the, the correct model is kind of two practices and a skills during the week. So you're getting your three ice touches and then, you know, your one or two games on the weekend. I think that's that's plenty of hockey. But if you're not, if you're not getting that right, if you're not getting that that much, uh, which I think during the grind of the year from September to March, which is a long time, uh, that can even become too much at at, at at certain points of times. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, sometimes you're playing that Sunday game and then you have a Monday skills, and if your practice time falls on a Tuesday, you know they're on the ice three days, you know, in a row yeah, three, and three, four days in a row. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, that's it's really probably a case by case basis, but you know, there's, um, it's really depending on your schedule and and what's offered. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, sorry, I muted myself. I'm not using this mute button. Uh, well, one, one topic I wanted to bring up that I want to do a quick Franklin read quick and then we can get into it. Yeah, sure. That's uh, I, I just want to go over my bocce game that I've been that I've been playing down here uh, on the I, I got a nice Franklin bocce set and I'm on fire. Have you ever played before? I've played a few times. It's a great game. Oh, like, it's an awesome game. It's an you awesome just got it game. in the lawn. Yeah, it's just in the lawn. We try to, you know, there's there's some different, uh, you know, there's a little hill that you got to get involved. So you got to get the, the the touch going. The break. Yes, you're playing a break. One of my my brother in laws actually has one a, a, a small court in his yard, and uh, we play that all the time. It's a fun little uh, gathering drinking game. You know what I mean? So it we uh, we've had some great competitions down here. My daughter just asked me to set up the uh, the volleyball night after mowing the lawn, so we'll, I'll be doing that after after this. So I can't believe you even let anybody on that thing, but okay. <laughs> nah, yeah, well, once yeah. it's done, you know, like I, you know, I admire it for a second, and then that's what it's there for to be used. Yeah, kiss the holy grail. <laughs> yeah. Go you ahead. Get into that, Mots. Yeah, we're always talking about uh, how important it is to play multiple sports growing up and not getting burnt out by too much hockey and keeping it fun. 
It's also important to develop skills like eye-hand coordination from baseball or lacrosse, footwork, and soft hands from flag football or soccer. Our partner, Franklin Sports, can act as the one-stop shop for all your equipment you need to play these other sports. In addition to street hockey equipment, they're offering all our listeners 20% off their entire website of sports equipment at franklinsports.com. Enter the coupon code RINGTRINKS for 20% off site-wide through the end of 2021. Street hockey equipment, soccer balls, nets, footballs, batting gloves, baseball equipment, pickleball, cornhole, volleyball, bocce, and more. When the ice melts, we keep playing. Yeah, thanks. Once again, thanks to those guys. Uh, they do a fantastic job, all that Franklin gear. And my kids are fired up. They got their custom batting gloves in. Um, my two younger guys, they made the the summer all-star team, so they're pretty excited about that. And they got those custom uh, – the batting gloves they get to you know pick their own colors and and initials on it and nicknames and stuff like that which is which is pretty cool so uh make sure you guys check that out on the website and uh take advantage of that 20 percent off it's good stuff and like i said anybody that wants to play me in bocce i'm i'm available (laughs) you're a free agent i'm a free well i mean i'm just up for a competition (laughs) if anybody if anybody's in but i didn't mean to cut you off on that last one oh no say that's all right. No, I also I just to add to that the uh, the cornhole set has the Bluetooth speaker in it as well. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. So we've we've had a little back yeah at Olympics as well. So um, yeah, check out Franklin uh, uh, the website for all your backyard needs, and uh, they'll take care of you. So yeah, what I was gonna say was um, a topic that came up, um, just a, a hockey topic, and I had a, a pretty good conversation about it. Um, a kid was was talking about, you know, he didn't he didn't think he had a good game because he didn't really create many chances. But I go define your, you know, define creating chances. And as I thought, he said I I didn't get any shots on net, and I I didn't uh, beat any uh, defenders. So I'm like, hey, you know, this is gonna get a little deep here, but. There's multiple ways to create chances, and you don't have to individually do something to create a chance. Stopping on the half wall, finding a late player, protecting a puck. These are all skill sets that can help create chances. So I just started thinking, and I I do feel this way um, about, say, the kids now, that they're just so um, wrapped up in one-on-one play and have valued it so much that they don't understand the other side, other aspects of the game that can create chances and and make you a valuable player. You know, we've chatted about it, but I just it kind of hit me. I was like, this kid thinks he didn't play very well because he didn't beat someone one on one and get a shot on net. Right. Right. And and it just it just really it's like a bigger issue um, yep. that you know. I just think it has trended so far that way that, you know, curlbacks and, and soft little area passes and, and wanting to pass the puck and, and give it to a teammate in a good area, which really kind of you need that hockey IQ and understanding of the game to do consistently and do it well. But it just it just took me back a little bit where, you know, and, and it came right from a kid that, you know, is a good player and, um, you know, just – just looking at the game in a completely different 
different way. Right. No, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's so important to be able to 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 make plays, like you said, pull up, hit a trailer, hit a guy jumping late, right? Or or you know, even as you watch these NHL playoffs, like just making a play, a simple play to get the puck out of the zone, right? In a in a stressful situation or getting the puck into the zone down deep, right? Or blocking a shot. Um you know, you say it all the time, but like getting to the dirty areas and, and, and causing chaos where, you know, a, a, a tippable shot from the point comes in and you're that net front pre- presence guy. And actually, you know, you might not score the goal, but, you know, maybe you guys created a good scoring opportunity because of it. Maybe the defenseman scores. But there's so many other little things that are that are so invaluable, uh, so valuable that, that you can make yourself such a more valuable player if you do those little things. And it's not just, I mean, how often are you going to be able to see somebody go end to end and, and, and toe drag and beat somebody? It just, it just doesn't happen. The best players in the world. I mean, you watch a guy like Bazell last night that, like I told you, my, my, you know, my brother-in-law down here, he's a basketball guy. And he right away, he looks at a kid like Bazell, like, wow, that kid's good, huh? And then yeah. I'm trying to explain to him how the, how the, Bruins took three guys before him, and he's like, "Oh, they should fire, fire, <laughs> fire him." You know what I mean? But it's, uh, you know, the, even a guy like that, he he's not going end to end and toe dragging guys and be. But you know, he's curling, he's making plays, he's 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 finding open ice, and and obviously he's a factor on the ice, right? Every time he touches the puck, you 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 know it, and you got to respect it. But he's not out there trying to dangle through guys all the time. That's for sure. Yeah, he creates time and space by, you know, his elusiveness, but a lot of cutbacks. You watch the watch the games and everyone's cutting back and, you know, exposing their back to, to players at times, but they're curling back, trying to, to find ways to find other players, which is, you know, if you watch the game and then you can apply it, you know, to your game, you know, you could you could really, you know, find something there that, that you might not have seen before. And right. the the other thing that with this tournament, um, it kind of hit me as well, you know, because that's who you get with summer tournaments, Mots. Yeah, I know, but I think it's Only a po- told you a, a positive kind of um, almost like an evaluation of a player, uh, which you know, so it's unstructured. Uh, there's not like a system in place. You know, they, they're kind of you know getting thrown together different lines. It doesn't matter, right? But I feel that the little things that you know we stress um mean more when you play in a situation like that meaning looking for your options before you get the puck because guys aren't where they're supposed to be and then on even on the other side someone might be you know out of position ready to take your head off um you know if it's that type of game so that awareness is that much more valuable. So now let's just say then you get into a structured setting on, on your team, it's going to be that much easier. Right. So I I was telling the I'm like, look, look, look. And and then you can absolutely see the kids that get the game and who are who don't get it and maybe are chasing it a little bit or reactionary once they get the puck. So it was for me it was a, a kind of a and, you know, kind of a telltale thing that, you know, I'm going to use moving forward if I start looking at, you know, like a, a pickup game, you know, three on three. You see kids who can play the game correctly or maybe just um, in an, in the correct way, like drawing defenders, understanding when to move the puck, when to protect it. 
Um, so it, it was just it was just something that I picked up on as a as a coach, and you know, it, it was I was watching a bunch of different games, and um, you know, I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, no, we got another one here from Twitter, Mots, and this is a little bit of a story. Uh, it was tweeted at us, you and I, in the rink shrinks, but. Uh, from Wayne, I cut a kid from a private double eight oh six team. The mom didn't agree, told her why in the areas he can work on for the next year. She tells me she recorded the camp and is going to show the other coaches. So if they would have picked him, she was going to take legal action. Uh, basically told me and the other coach to 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 screw um saying that nicely and last we heard of it of course not the best way to handle the situation so what do you think about mummy uh mummy with the camcorder uh re- recording tryouts ah that's wrong on a multiple levels here yeah, well you think about you know letting your kid get out there and the coaches make their decisions yeah if you know you think you, you, your son um should have made the team yeah, you can be disappointed. You can have a, a conversation with the coach, right? The, this is coming from the coach who didn't think the kid was good enough to make his team. You know, there it is. You move on. You move on. Right. To, to take it another step and show the video to someone else and see if that person would have taken, the, taken your son and then threatened legal action, it's absurd. It's <laughs> absolutely absurd. Like, where's where's the reality in that? Like take a step back and just kind of, you know, put that off to the side and look at it and be like, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> like it, it, it makes no sense. And <laughs> and that person who agreed to look at the video, like, what are you doing? Like, talk some you, sense you, into her. You you're obviously just as know you you you're going to be inheriting a crazy at this point, right? Like this, if some if 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 a kid got cut from another team. And then was coming to come trial for my team and was like, oh, here's this video that I recorded from tryouts of my son or daughter. I'd be like, OK, yep, I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 thanks. We'll, uh, we'll play shorthanded all year and, and not ice the puck. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. No, no big deal. But, yeah, that's that's wild. And it's just crazy and, and just so not <laughs> it's just not not well, good. Not, uh, not like good. Uh, absurdity in my yeah. opinion i mean like get a grip like and i like you know understand that's not like not even normal right right uh, 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 that's crazy well i'll tell you about one guy that wouldn't wouldn't record tryouts that's for sure and that's chris devon uh with cross country mortgage he uh he can help you save some money so if you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing in a while have a quick chat with devo to see if it makes sense for you having a chat with devo to see if it makes sense for you is a no-brainer many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on their monthly savings or overall wealth devo may be able to help you save money on a monthly basis so you can put more savings into uh, more money into savings or other projects uh, check him out at chrisdevin.com. He and the team at Cross Country Mortgage can help you save some dough. Yeah, Devo's the man. It's uh, always a good idea to give him a buzz and see what he can save you. You know, there's there's uh, opportunities to refi and and put that money towards uh, whatever you need. So make sure you check him out, chrisdevin.com. Chrisdevin.com. I got a funny story too about our next. Um, our next sponsor and, and, and newest partner is uh, Torch Pro, and uh, these guys do a great job. But last week we talked about the you know restructuring. I'm sorry, like 
you know, when you get done playing and, and, and things like that and your, your hockey career is over and what's the next steps, right? So I'm up at a rink in New Hampshire and I run into this, you know, my buddy Matt Fonataro, who I haven't seen in, in, in years. And he had a long career in the American League and then over in Europe and things like that. So good guy. So he, he walks in the rink and he's with uh, Brian McGurk's up there uh, who, who also played at BU. So he's got him and he's got his son trying to, to you know, get him out, basically learn to skate. This, it, it's his first time coming in. He doesn't have like a helmet, gloves, skates, nothing. He has nothing uh, for his kid. And he just like expected the the locker to be hanging you know like he expected to show up to camp and all of his equipment was going to be going to be hanging there which is uh it was it was pretty pretty hilarious and uh talk about you know his wife's looking at him like dude you just played hockey for the last you know 30 years of your life and and this is like our first time you think that the trainers are going to be there like getting the tape ready and cutting down uh, you know his his son's stick so uh it was it was pretty funny i'll never forget that story but those guys uh at Torch Pro, um, they're, they're a new partner of ours, and they're, they're, they're great guys. They're doing some great work and behind-the-scenes stuff and videos and things like that. And, um, you know, they, they have NHL players that, you know, previously for us, it was such a mystery, right? We were lucky enough to know a few, right? But we didn't have access to video and things like that. And, and these guys give you that access. They give you the behind-the-scenes um videos and and you know what's joe pavelski eating in the off season what's his training regimen look like and and things like that so make sure you go to torchpro.com um like i said these guys are giving you a behind the scenes look at all of these athletes and everything's for free uh so go to torchpro.com it it'll take you 30 seconds to sign up they also have uh the morning blitz, which I've talked about before on here. And it's basically like a cheat sheet to everything that happened in the sporting world. They'll tell you, you know, the, the highlights, the lowlights, they hit you with some trivia facts. And, uh, and as part of that sign up, you get, you get that email every day, Monday through Friday. It's the first email that comes out in the morning and, uh, and you can, you know, sc- scroll through it. It's, it's a heck of a lot better than reading the paper or logging online. It'll tell you all the scores from the night before and all different sports and, it's uh, it's it's a great place and and uh, great 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 website. So make sure we sign up. Yeah, right here. I got it. Uh, there it is. The morning blitz. Yeah, five thirty a.m. I got it. So uh, pops into your inbox. They do a great job at um, recapping all the world of sports. Um, yeah, and I like this. Happy almost Friday. You're only one sleep away from yet another beautiful weekend. <laughs> that's awesome that's a good point yeah yeah so humor involved too which is great yeah they do a great job at, like i said recapping everything it's your one-stop shop for to you know the water cooler banta right you can, just, be, you can just add some value in the office exactly and nobody wants to not know what happened in the night before and in in the games and things like that you know what i mean so make sure you check it up and like i said everything's for free and uh that was a that was a Fun story about uh, Matty Fornataro, one of the co-founders. Him and Joe Pavelski, they played juniors together, and uh, and great guys up there. So, I think that's all we got for today, Mata. Did you you get any more emails or anything? Uh, I think that's it. We just could um, just let everyone know about uh, the six line. Um, yep. You know, we have another camp uh, coming up, and uh, two camps in Canton, Canton Ice House, Canton Sportsplex. So be sure to log on to the sixline.com to sign up and learn from the shrinks on the ice as well as off the ice. 
Yeah, looking um, forward to getting back on the ice with you there, Mott. Yeah, it'll be good. Take a little break from the uh, the heat, but um, yeah, I know uh, we have quite a few people signed up, so it'll be nice to uh, you know coach up the youth, coach them up exactly, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Rink Shrinks and uh, Twitter at Rink Shrinks. Fill up the voicemail for um, not next episode, but the following one. Uh, three four seven six shrink and uh and you can obviously email us any questions too rink shrinks at gmail.com but uh that's a wrap mots nice job let's uh let's cue the rink shrink shuffle and 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 get out of here i'm back to vacation mode yeah enjoy brother yeah uh, the real world comes comes back in a couple days you know but but i grinded through i had to take a break from the from from the party and and uh and hang out with you boys Oh, good job. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy.